This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, y'all. Momad's back. I'm so, so freaking excited today. Um, Danny and I are talking with the lovely, amazing Dr. Brittany Odom. Oh, love her. Love <laughs> She's her. so freaking cool. She's so. I can't wait to post your picture because you're so pretty. Nice. I know. It's just so good looking. Whoa. I need to like carry you guys around in my back pocket. (laughs) You may have seen her. She's been on some billboards for figs because she's just awesome and smart and like gorgeous. (laughs) She jumps and looks good, which is really hard. That's a talent. Those fig shoots are no joke. Yeah, they're intense. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Brittany Odom has quite the Instagram following and I don't even know how you got that, but that's kind of how Danielle and I both met you indirectly. Yeah. Uh, So how'd you meet her G? Well, I met Britt at, um, at the figs retreat. Oh yeah. I missed that. I'm so bummed. I missed that. Yeah. And it was a really special, um, like yoga wellness retreat, primarily geared towards uh, healthcare providers. And we, we all let down some walls together. We all cried together and it was was really special. And um, it allowed me to meet, meet a lot more people in the medical community, which I really wasn't very aware of. I didn't really realize there was such a big medical group on Instagram. Right. You know, and so then many. I have to, I've got to, I got to thank figs for that. <laughs> Love you figs. <laughs> Seriously. That's how I met. That's how I met Britt too. Yeah. We, uh, what was that? Like two years ago? Maybe. Yeah. Now? It was about two years ago. I think we did one of the, oh, yeah. one of the first <laughs> figs photo shoots with, uh, real healthcare providers. Except Britt had modeled before. I was the only one that had like (laughs) never modeled. I felt so awkward. (laughs) I did not kill it. I felt so awkward. But anyway, but actually the pictures turned out okay after like lots of editing. But oh, come on. Now I'm killing it. Dee's giving me tips too. But so I met you. It was probably about two years ago at the figs thing. And then, um, yeah, then you came to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore to give a presentation, a poster presentation. That's so cool. you're, you're at Johns Hopkins in St. Petersburg, Florida, correct? Correct. Yep. And pediatric hospital there. Correct. And so she, Dee, I don't even know if you know this, but she came up to do a presentation at my hospital and, uh, I was in clinicals that day. And so we hung out and like took a little tour of the main campus in Baltimore awesome. city. <laughs> yeah. She had like an hour. And so we walked around and it was great. Ah, I just, it's so exciting. So like, how do you even like, you know, like you just like randomly meet these people through things and then they it's show the up universe. in your eyes again. It the really universe is. Brings people in. So it was I love it. <laughs> so nice. So anyway, I, I love Brit. And I you're like Brent one too. of the kindest. I both so much. Well, <laughs> you're one of the kindest people that I think exists. Like I've just never heard anything bad ever come out of your mouth. Like <laughs> so, if I were a kid, that's I would really something. want you to be my doctor. I know. Oh my gosh, I would cry tears of joy. Please let me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Brit has just finished. Oh, sorry. Sorry, D. Go. Oh, I was just going to say, but that's the, that's the space that we wanted to create here on the WOMED. We just want to lift up and love on all the women in this, in this field. So I know. I love it's it. Great. Thanks for letting us <laughs> love us. Thanks for letting, yeah. Thanks for sharing the love. You guys are just yeah. making my day. <laughs> yeah. well, we could just talk about you forever for sure. <laughs> I don't but, think the world wants to hear about all that. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Well, just for your formal introduction, you are an official MD now. You are yes. starting your first job tonight as a practicing oh, uh, physician not- all by yourself. God, I'm so excited for you. Graduated Woo. your residency, and that's super exciting. So you congrats. You get the Thank real you big so you much, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like my whole life is played up until like this one shift tonight. And it's so much anxiety and excitement and all of the feelings today. But I'm just I, happy to be talking. If I knew that and I was working with you, I'd bring you in cookies or something. <laughs> no. Like no. a gluten-free cake. You know, <laughs> nut-free. I don't know what your allergies I are. All the things. I, I do not discriminate with my food. <laughs> Oh, should I ask the lubrication question yes. now? Always lubrication okay. question. Britt's going to have this. I know she will because <laughs> I danced with her one time, sort of. She oh danced gosh. a lot better than me. But what and is your say, like? Danny came up with this lubrication question. Normally I throw them out there and I'm really proud of her. So I'm like, I don't even know what it is. She wouldn't tell me. <laughs> I'm a little scared it's, too. <laughs> it's not that good, but I want to just know the answer. So okay. when you're like home alone by yourself or you're in your car by yourself, of course. What like shameful song do you listen to and know all the words to? Oh my gosh! Doesn't shameful. even have to be shameful, but just I like, don't think ter- it's shameful. Ter- terrible song that you enjoy that you wouldn't really like get down to in public. <laughs> well, let me let me preface by saying I will get down to a lot in public. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's a really hard one. I would say like any of the really ratchet college songs, like the ones that are just like in the dark and dirty clubs in college where you're like in David Banner like, play. Yes. All that of those. Song is like, so I went filthy. right to like Colt 45 because <laughs> somehow when that song comes on, everyone just gets kind of ratchet. You're so, God, D, I totally forgot about that song. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Mine was, mine was Kesha TikTok. Oh, okay. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah. I was um, just thinking to myself, like, that song is so terrible, and I don't know why I enjoy it, but I do. I mean, Kesha's really, Kesha's made a come up. Oh, I'm she's good now. Yeah. She was good then. Well, I just, I mean, that album was really good. Yeah, it was good, for sure. It was. Hey, dollar sign. I love that. No, I, I really do like her, actually, but I, that song was, I'm a little embarrassed by it. I wouldn't be embarrassed by it. Whatever makes you feel happy, go You're right, for it. D. Yes. You're right, D. I know a surprising amount of lyrics. She, you do. Yeah, and I'm not you ashamed do. at any of them. It's the way your brain works. I don't know how you memorize all that stuff. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. And so, I, I mean, I cannot stop listening to Lizzo, and I'm not even. I'm in love with Lizzo. Right she's now. the best. I, I know. Like I know. Bodies, everything that I want to be in life right now. Oh <laughs> my god! I was I listening to the. Um, I was listening to it today. It's like every freaking song is great. The uh, it's not just the truth hurts song. Of course, D got me started on her. I didn't oh, even know yeah. who she was. No, her until whole D told like, me about her. 
I did a Spotify okay. deep dive. I love when she busts out the flute. Like, I'm just like, yes. yes. As, a, as an old band nerd, yes. You make, you wail on that flute. Oh my God. I didn't know you were in the band. But yeah. Oh, I played wow. the flute in like middle school it. and That's two years adorable. in high school. I did marching band too. I and I tried to get a marching band to be in color guard. I had no idea. Things we learn about each other. That's Sometimes nice. I like to do dramatic readings of Cardi B as well. She's, I love but. Cardi. <laughs> yep. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, no shame. Hey, I will also, I really want to put this out there. I think Lizzo should be Ursula on The Little Mermaid. Oh you think she'd my do it? gosh. Oh my God. Would she not be spot perfect? on? It's spot mm-hmm. on. Yeah. You're still she right. could totally do it. Who do you need to write to about this? I don't know, but I'm petitioning. (laughs) If any Disney production casting people are listening to the woman on the We're starting this session today. I want I want Lizzo for Ursula. I think she would be fantastic. Yeah, she's incredible. Mm -hmm. It would be for sure. Yeah. Well, Danny, I don't know about you, but it's that time of the month again for me. Oh yeah, me too. We're, we, we're in sync. We're synced. <laughs> However the heck that happened. <laughs> Must be because we love each other so much. I think so too. Um, but I've been using Lola products this month. And I know you have too. And they are amazing. They are a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. Because who wants to be putting some synthetic chemicals and chlorine up their badge? Like, not me. I didn't even know that that's what was happening to me until yeah. I, f- I found out that uh, other other brands use like chemical cleansing agents and fragrances and dyes. And Lola doesn't use any of those. No, they're completely transparent about what they use in their products, which is awesome. And female founded company. Woo, woo, welcome to the WOMED. Of course. That's why they <laughs> care. That's why they care about what we're putting into our body. Yes. And it's actually a subscription service. And you can customize your box of tampons to include supers, lights, regulars, whatever you need. And the box is magically delivered to your doorstep every month. Super easy. Yep. Match your your subscription to your flow. I love that. (laughs) Me too. Me too. So for 40% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter the code WOMED when you subscribe. That's 40% off your first month's subscription. Uh, Visit mylola.com and enter WOMED to subscribe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. So, Britt, you have to tell us about all of your training, how it all started. Oh, wow. I know you went to Baylor and ran track. That is true. Right? <laughs> right? You went so track through, I did. Through school? I did. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. So, um, I guess I'll just kind of start sort of with my story. Not really, but yeah, I, um, I did go to Baylor for a track initially in high school. Um, I was running year round track and that was like all of my life was just running and track year round all the time. School 
took second. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I did make decent grades, but it wasn't like my primary focus. I knew I loved science and my parents, um, were in medicine. They're not doctors, but they were in medicine. Um, so that was kind of on my radar. I was like, maybe I went to something sciencey. I don't know. Yeah. Got to Baylor was running again. That was my primary focus. Um, but started to do some shadowing and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life after track. Um, and that's when I kind of settled on it. I think, you know, being a physician going, definitely going to medicine is going to be the path for me. Um, but it wasn't until like shadowing and meeting other people to explore different career paths that I kind of settled in on actually being a physician and applying to med school and going that whole route. So, um, my path in a nutshell was I went to Baylor for my pre-med years and ran track there. Then did my residency in Florida at Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg. And just last week, moved to Orlando, where um, I'll be starting my big girl job. So <laughs> That's so amazing. Awesome. And you're finally living with your husband. Finally living with my husband. That's like a whole different subject, but we've been doing <laughs> long distance for essentially all of our relationship. We started dating in college when I was like 17 years old um, and dated all four years of college and broke up for a couple years in med school and got back together and getting married. And um, our entire two years of marriage have been long distance. So we just moved in together last week. And so that has been like a giant sleepover. Like we don't know what to do with ourselves. And we keep like looking at each other, like you're still here. Like <laughs> you don't have to go home. So that's been really fun. But um that's a whole You've other had a journey in itself. Major but. bit of adjustments. Yeah, happening. just a little bit. <laughs> you finally got to move in with your husband. You're starting like your big girl job. That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's all the things that I've been like daydreaming about for the past decade or like here. And I'm just kind of. I love that. I feel like. <laughs> you think you're going to be bored soon? I don't know. I think it'll take a while for me to get bored again. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so many new things right now, a new place to live and living with my husband and new job and new friends and, you know, just a lot of things to adjust to and a lot of firsts be occupied for a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I feel like residents, I don't know, you know, we can all like, I feel like sometimes in the hospital, people are always comparing like who, who works hardest and who has mm-hmm. it the hardest. And I don't know who's the most tired and blah, 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 blah. But one thing that a lot of residents have is that they don't get to live with their significant other. Like they may not even, you may not get to meet anyone if you, you know, right. cause you're so busy working. Yeah. And then if you meet someone, it's like a lot of times it's another doctor or either way you have to move around so much that it just sucks for you guys. Cause yeah. there are so many separate relationships in medicine. Right. And then, you know, husband and wife or husband and husband or wife and wife are doing like separate fellowships or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, that's a total bummer. So I'm really happy for you. I can't, I honestly can't imagine being away from somebody that I loved for two years (laughs) or whatever, you know, no, it's, it definitely was hard intern year, like a first year residency one, because I didn't know that it was that common for residents to do long distance relationships or people in medicine I had, in general. I had no idea. So oh, this really? is all new to me. Yeah. I felt Definitely very, um, not necessarily alone in it. He was very supportive and we were very supportive of each other, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know how common it was. So I felt like I was kind of doing it by myself and we were planning our wedding during my very first year of residency and planning a wedding in a state that neither one of us lived in and just felt very abnormal. It's like, what are we doing? Is this, you know, is this even right? Are we moving too fast? Is this the right step for us? But 
I don't um, think there is the right way in not. any sort of relationship no. anymore. No. Yeah, Tanya, we all but, know that. Yeah. <laughs> At least the two of us do, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'd really say. Not. Especially for people in medicine, especially for our generation. It's just there's no norm anymore. Everyone's doing, you know, what works for them. And I love that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. sure. Yeah. How's your, how does your, um, I, I always like to ask people who at least appear to be in a happy relationship. I, th- I think you're in a happy relationship. Yes. I make no assumptions, yes. but how does your husband feel about you being a doctor? He is absolutely amazing about it. And we actually talk about this because I, he's, he is in a very demanding career as well. He mm-hmm. coaches college football. So a lot of his hours are oh very demanding too. So, um, a lot of people are like, Oh, how do you guys do that? Like you're working these crazy hours. Like how do you see each other and how do you talk to each other? And, um, is he expecting you to stay at home? Are you expecting him to stay at home? Like mm-hmm. all those questions, but we both know that we're in careers that were made for us and we were made for. Um, mm-hmm. and so he's been so supportive through that. He's been amazing. If there's ever anything, as far as like me moving across the country to pursue my dream program or, um, knowing that I have to study for X, Y, Z, he's, he's amazing. Kind of just one of those, like, we'll work it out, whatever happens, like, we'll just work it out type person. Exactly. I think that's what you got to have. You do. You do. And it goes both ways. Yeah, exactly. Both ways is, 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 uh, both ways are important, especially for, for the two of us with very demanding careers. So. Yeah, definitely. I wondered, I think men can be jealous sometimes. (laughs) Well, they can be jealous and then they can think that their career might be a little bit more important Mm -hmm. or they might be too busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to look at it like it's a partnership. And for us, that's what it is. It's a partnership. Yeah. You know, there's times when my career is definitely more demanding and there's times when his is too, but mm-hmm. it kind of fluctuates and you just make it work. It'll yeah. all come around and equal out at some point. It does. It really it does. does. I'm sure. I'm People sure. Can be happy. So that's what's important. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for you. I think that's Thank awesome. You. Oh what are you going to buy with your first big girl paycheck? Oh my goodness. I'm buying you actually. Get you something good? Not really. No. <laughs> like a mattress or I'm something? Buy, like... <laughs> I'm buying a plane ticket to California. Oh, awesome. So I need to do that. Um, just life stuff. I've thought about that for a while, but it's like, the, there's nothing really big that I want. I just want to like catch up on little things in life, which is not an exciting yeah. answer. But <laughs> Why did I know that's what you would say? Right? I'm sure I'll find something that I want. When Danielle paid off her student loan, she bought herself a Prada purse. Yes. I wanted to it steal did. it from her house yes. and put it in my suitcase and take it home, but I it won't. That's my, that my big girl purchase. <laughs> so, it's so nice. But Britt, Britt's like, I'm getting a plane ticket to go, you know, visit family and friends. Like, she's now, just so I do, nice. I do need a whole new wardrobe I will say that I have not been shopping in years it's pretty oh. pitiful so that's gonna definitely happen I'm so well, we can go shopping this weekend if you want <laughs> just let me know I am down <laughs> so um why pediatrics I was just about to ask oh you were oh yeah dang it yeah, I should have kept my mouth shut for a brain the deeds <laughs> The D brain. You asked the next question. Not D on the brain. But oh. the D brain. Well, you never know. Okay. All right. Whatever. Not about it. Um, so why pediatrics? I initially thought I wanted to do cardiology coming yeah. into medical school because that's what my mentor did. That's all I had seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until third year of medical school that I decided on pediatrics. And it was like the end of third year of medical school. And it was after my pediatric rotation. Um, yeah. 
up until that point, I really liked all my rotations for the most part. There wasn't anything that I still hated. Um, but I really fell in love with my patients on my pediatric rotation. And there's still one to yeah. this day, even though that was like, I don't know, four or five years ago, mm-hmm. but I still remember my name and still remember the parents' faces and still remember conversations that we had. And, um, so I love being a part. I feel like I'm a part of families in pediatrics. You really get to take care of the kid, but it's mm-hmm. such a family dynamic and you get to know the parents really well. Um, but as far as like pediatrics and the medicine side of it, I like the pathology in, in pediatrics better than the mm-hmm. pathology in adult medicine. Um, kids tend to get better, generally speaking, which is incredible. They're so resilient. They are. They are. And I think the most important thing is like I would come home from my days on pediatrics with like a smile on my face. Like there was other ones Aww. I would come home and I was just like exhausted. I didn't want to talk about my day. I was just like, I'm done. Ready to go to bed, mm-hmm. eat some dinner, whatever. But like I would come from Pete's and I wanted to talk about like what I saw that day and like the people yeah. that I met and the stories that um, came out of that day. And I don't know, kids just have a, they, they touch you in different ways than adults oh. do. They just, they're amazing. They are amazing. They're incredible. They're so pure. They are. They're absolutely amazing. So I don't know. It was just, it was rewarding for me to be able to be a part of um, families in that way and care for kids in that way. And then also be able to take something from that for myself and learn from, from my patients and those ways too. So that's awesome. I, I can totally see you as a pediatrician. I just like, I don't know what else you would do. Although cardiology <laughs> for sure. I could totally see you as a cardiologist. Too. They're the nicest people. Cardiologists mm-hmm. are extremely nice all the time. I, I could see you as a cardiologist. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it was very interesting, but I, I, Peach just stole my heart. Like I couldn't yeah. say no. He stole my heart. I know the feeling. Yeah, I was going to say somebody else here knows the feeling of that too. <laughs> I think. Well, there's just something so special about taking care of kids, and like yeah. I can only speak from the NICU standpoint, but the things that, and treatments and tests, and surgeries that we put these these kids through. I don't feel like most adults would rebound from. Mm, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. But not in the same way, at least. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever work in NICU? Me? Yeah. Yeah. We rotate through the NICU um, during our residency. So yeah, we go through the NICU and yeah. um, we spend time there. But um, I kind of, kind of going into subset for pediatrics, I, originally wanted to be a general pediatrician. So I didn't want to do any fellowships. I wanted to go straight into gen peds. And I kind of stumbled upon urgent care indirectly because it kind of fit better with my lifestyle. And so I started to kind of think about urgent care and picked up more shifts during residency and found that I really loved urgent care as well as gen peds. So I'm not kind of eliminating that from, from the options, but. Um, gotcha. Yeah. But I love the NICU. The NICU has a special place in my heart too. It was not my favorite by any means. <laughs> so, I have a respect for you. It's not for everybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's not everyone's favorite. I mean, I mean, I've been to a fair amount of deliveries. <laughs> and babies have been born with a few teeth. Um, but I'm like, you can bite me. <laughs> and you yeah. can talk back to me. <laughs> You're just crying yeah. at me. I can handle that. But <laughs> Yes. Oh yes it has a special place. It definitely does. So what, what's your schedule going to be now? Cause you're doing, you're doing, so you're doing urgent care. Yes. I'm doing urgent care. So right now I'm going to work probably about three days a week or so. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I take my pediatric boards in October. So crossed fingers, prayers mm-hmm. up for that. My um, birthday month, you're going to do fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad can happen in October. No. Um, so I'll be doing lots of studying on my off days, but working probably three days a week. Most of the shifts are in the evening. So we uh-huh. start around two, anywhere from two to 4 p.m. and go until like 10 p.m. or midnight, depending on the day. Oh, what a great mm-hmm. shift. Yeah. That's something I don't think I realized. Okay, so as nurses, after you've graduated, you can work like for a certain amount of time before you pass your boards. Is that a thing, the same thing with, with doctors? Like do you, mm-hmm. you before you've passed, before correct. you're like board certified? Is that correct? correct? Exactly. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. So I'm not, I'm board eligible right now, but okay. I'll be studying for the boards in October. So I'll be board certified after I pass my boards in October. Pending that I pass my boards. Yeah, so you can you can still practice medicine. You're just not board certified yet, um, which a lot of employers want their physicians to be board certified, so they will only hire board certified. So it's um, it just kind of depends on where you're wanting to go, but ideally, you want to be board certified. <laughs> I, yeah, ideally, <laughs> ideally, I'd, you know. I'd say so. You know. Definitely. <laughs> the real um, question is: Are you? Oh, sorry. Go D. <laughs> God, I'm so vocal today. I can't shut up. I just don't want to forget this question. You you mentioned you had a mentor. Um, I'm just curious, male or female? He was male. Okay. He was male. It was actually someone that um, my dad had worked with before in cardiology. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of had that connect. But um, I was telling someone, I think I posted about it on Instagram a while ago, that I hadn't met an African-American female position until the middle of medical school. So the physician yeah. that I mentored um, was the first African-American physician that I had like come in contact with. And I just like latched on to him, like, yeah. like yeah. teach me everything, like help me navigate yeah. this. Um, and he was amazing. He just kind of took me under his wing. But um, yeah, I was, I was desperately looking for someone that like looked like me that I could like, mm-hmm. you know, learn from, but I didn't find that until medical school. But wow. yeah, he was male to answer your question. <laughs> Yeah. How do you feel, uh, how do you feel being African-American has shaped your training or affected you, uh, Mm. in some sort of way? I, I, I'm shocked and that's my own ignorance. I'm shocked you didn't meet anyone until middle of medical school. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like a very loaded question. (sighs) How does it, that's hard to answer. I would say like when I come across people that look like me, that are my patients and I'm kind of speaking a little bit for myself, but I think I can speak a little bit for the African-American community when I say that we have a very um, deep rooted distrust for the medical community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have patients and families that look like you, it, I think I feel it sometimes does help me gain a little bit of trust um, when it comes to actually taking care of their kids and them trusting me to mm-hmm. know what's right and not, you know, lead them down the wrong way or prescribe right. something that's bad for them or whatever it may be, but to make them feel like their concerns are heard and that, you know, they're validated. And so I feel like that's probably the, the biggest thing that I notice day by day is just kind of having that underlying sense of kind of trust and just that understanding with each other. But it definitely just kind of coming through the, the medical school, undergrad, residency, the number of minorities has, it's gotten better. But it's, mm-hmm. it definitely is not representative of our country as a whole yet. Yeah. But we're getting yeah. better. Um, and I think Instagram kind of, it, it's been amazing because I've, I've 
now know so many other African-American females. And there's been so many girls in um, high school and college that have kind of like DM me like, Hey, like, yeah, like, you know, you're the only person that I know that's doing what I want to do. That looks like me. Like, can you tell me anything about, you know, what it's like to, to do what you do? So that's been one of the really cool things that's come out of it too. That's really special. Yeah, that is special for sure. I'm sure you're affecting so many people. Uh, I hope so. Who are who are <laughs> doctors or want to be them or even nurses or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I the accessibility of Instagram is crazy. It's like you it's you know, I always I look at other people and that I've worked with or worked with in the past and I think I'm always thinking like there are so many better nurses than me out there. There are people with better credentials who have worked longer and whatever, but I just happen to be here. So Imposter it's a response syndrome. it's yeah Definitely. it's which i'm really battling with lately yeah. but like it's yeah right d so mm-hmm. but you you happen to be there so it's a responsibility that you have and it's just unreal how many people reach out to you and how many people yes. that you can touch and affect just by having an instagram account yeah so you know it makes but, me but, wonder like i mean not to get too like philosophical here but like what yeah. is like, our purpose of you know the following that we have and like how can we yeah. really use this in a way that's going to be useful for not just us you know it's when yeah. i first started instagram it was just you know like oh like taking pictures and like, we follow my friends but now it's like something yeah. that's transformed into something that's so much bigger than me and i struggle that's with like point. how do i use this in a way that's actually beneficial for people other than myself yeah <laughs> for well, sure i don't think I don't think any of us really, um, when like we started developing our followings, thought of ourselves as being like a leader or like a changer in this. Like we would just, mm-hmm. like you said, like taking pictures, like posting about our lives, like um, talking about things that that have meaning to us. But that I think people are looking for that authenticity to kind yeah. of latch on to, and then in turn, like you just start building this this bigger platform and no matter how you get it, you can, I, don't, I just don't think we realize how the, the effect that we actually have on people. It's and so then, powerful. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really, really proud of us for using it for good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think all three of us use it. We wouldn't have anyone on here who didn't use it for good. That's for sure. <laughs> but how did you get started anyway? I don't think I ever asked you that. Like what, like you have 30,000 followers on Instagram. Were you trying for that? Gosh, no. Is this important? I didn't think so. <laughs> no. I didn't think so. Like, how did that even happen? I don't know. Okay, so I started Instagram back in like 2011. Like, I don't know, when it first came out. Um, yeah. And I had it throughout med school. I had a little, like, I don't know, like maybe like two or 3,000 followers in med school. Not anything crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but, I found that, <laughs> but I found that like, it was mostly other med students or pre-med people that were following to kind of like, see what a day in the life is like. And that just kind of like exponentially grew throughout residency, kind of the same idea of people wondering, what is it like to be a resident? What is it like to, mm-hmm. you know, do pediatrics? What is it like to live where you live? What is, you know, just people just kind of want that insider view in your life. Yeah. Um, and then I really don't know, honestly, how I got the following that I have and I, I don't know, but it's, it's been absolutely amazing because it's really turned into a community. It's not just, you know, followers anymore. It's true lifelong friends like you guys that yeah. I've gotten a chance to yeah. kind of through these avenues, which is really cool. But I don't have, I don't know. I, 
I feel like I should do a lot more with my Instagram, to be honest. I hardly ever post and I like <laughs> need to be better about it. But My God, what a shame. <laughs> she just magically had 30,000 followers appear on her Instagram account and she doesn't know what to do with them. Pretty much. I don't know what to do with mine anymore I need to be better. <laughs> I don't know what to do with mine anymore either. I just wish Dee's just wanted to start a podcast, so I said, okay. That sounds like a good way to, to, to uh, affect my followers. But yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's, but it is it's freaking cool. Of, yeah. Yeah. I know it is cool. And it's a lot of just like the medical community I find and extended mm-hmm. friends and family, but it's turned into a nice little group of people that are very supportive. So I just yeah, love, I love little tribe. It is. Well, yeah. More from from this. <laughs> more, more people need to check you out and, and see all the amazing things that you're Aww, doing. You're sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so I almost yeah. kind of want to go back to this imposter syndrome thing. Cause I've been like, yeah, let's talk about that. It's been really bad for me lately. I haven't even got a chance to talk to you, D. Yeah. I've just been busy. I've been working like a savage. Yeah. Just <laughs> trying to like, I don't know people. I mean, okay. With this podcast, people, a lot of, a lot of people have been like, well, you're creating this like awesome space. Like there's, there isn't anything like this. I'm like, well, I mean, I think there's probably something like what we're doing, but I don't think they have the following that Danny and I have. And I was, and, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for that, giving this, this, giving the woman this like lift off. But I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure it all out. I feel like I'm at this, this weird crossroads and, People are like, well, you're like, you're like a leader. Like you're, you're a voice for this. I'm like, don't make me a voice or like a leader for anything. Like I, I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, I'm just trying to like live this life and, and, and be a good person and, you know, just love on people, you know, like that's, that's what I want to do. And, but like, man, the, that leader thing, like, why is that so hard to accept ourselves as other people see us? Like, why is it so hard to hear that? someone looks to you as like a leader. Yeah. I struggle 110% with this too, all the time. Cause I feel like when you're in certain positions and like for you guys, you have this amazing, amazing platform, both on social media and here on the podcast, like you get put in these positions where people are calling you leaders and calling you these great things, Mm -hmm. which you are. But for us, I think we, when someone calls you that you feel like Leaders are supposed to have it all together. Leaders are supposed to have everything figured out. Leaders are supposed to be, you know, this big grandiose picture of whatever that means for us in our head. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people that we consider leaders, you and I, also don't have it figured out. Beyonce probably has it figured out, but everyone else (laughs) probably doesn't. (laughs) Queen. Queen. But I think for the most part, we're all trying to figure it out. And I think we Mm -hmm. have this idea that people, everyone else knows what they're doing and we are the only ones trying to like, scruffle our way through like my head's spinning (laughs) like the majority of the time my head's spinning (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like I need to re-enter therapy for it like very soon it's to that point where I feel like sometimes at my job which I'm sure we've all felt it sometimes I feel like I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing why would anybody trust me to be doing this but I feel good about it I feel trained for it I feel like Mm -hmm. well And then I go through my head, like, could anybody else really, 
you know, do, is anybody else more qualified than me to do what I'm doing? You know, and, and it's like a constant dialogue that goes on. And then I think, did I do that wrong? Did I do this right? Well, this is different. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's constant. It goes on and on and on. And then, you know, regarding like social media, the podcast, literally anything else, I'm like, do I deserve this? Do I not deserve this? I don't deserve this. Why do people listen to anything that I say or read <laughs> anything that I write? Like, it just goes, it's constantly going on in my head. Um, so it's like, it's like, like work, work blog work, life work, you know, it never ends. And I don't, I don't get it. I was actually doing some reading on it yesterday where it said, uh, one of the articles that I read on psychology today, we need to get a psychologist on here. We could have Ooh, a group therapy session. Yes. We'll bring Britt back on. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, I know one, I know one D, but, uh, it said that people who are most at risk for imposter syndrome are perfectionists and are typically like intelligent overachievers, you know, yada, 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 the list goes on. And I was just like, Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. You know? And it's, it's equal in, in men and women as well. And I'm just like, why are we all like this? Like, what what is our problem? But it's nice to know we're not alone. I guess. No, definitely not alone. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners are going to be like, well, thank you for saying that. I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's just this constant feeling of like, who let me in here? Like, why? Yes. <laughs> yes. How did I get accepted into this program? How did I get this exactly. job? Who's really letting me do this? Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the only thing that helps me with that, because I feel like every stage I have those feelings, like who let me into Baylor? Oh my God. Me too. No one's going to realize I made a mistake. Yes. Who let me into med school? Oh my God. I, I, they meant to send me like the rejection letter, <laughs> but they accidentally sent me an acceptance. Like, Every like single step is like that. Literally, yes. yes. Every single step is like that. But I think the only thing that gets me through that is like, I truly believe that I am in every position for a reason. So even when I don't feel like I'm qualified, because there's days, like, especially in residencies, like, I don't, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm competent to do this right now, but that's residency in itself. But, um, I think in general, like you're, you're meant to be in that position for a reason, whether it's to learn that skill, whether it's to affect that patient, whether it's to start a podcast and that one person hears you at the right time, like whether you're doing things perfectly the entire way or not, it doesn't matter. But like in those moments, you're meant to be in those moments for a reason. So that's what I try and like remind myself of in those times where I'm like, I don't belong here. It's like, no, you do belong here. You may not know why, but you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You just very trying. Yeah. (laughs) They are very Very. trying. You're so right about hanging on that higher purpose though, Mm -hmm. for sure. That's been my, that's been my, my thing for the last like year or so I'm starting to figure out in my life. I think Danielle had that figured out before I did. Oh Lord, I feel like I'm backpedaling. (laughs) Well, you have to keep working on it. It doesn't just go away, you know? And I, my cousin and I are, are key at downplaying like any accomplishment. So like any Mm -hmm. accomplishment that we have kind of like related to what you were saying, Britt, we're always like, oh, well, like I got into grad school. So for both of us, I got into grad school. Couldn't have been that hard then. Like if we got in, then it actually probably wasn't that hard to get in. My cousin graduated with distinction 
from her program, she was like one of the only people to ever graduate with distinction. And she had like the same feeling. She's like, how did I get that? (laughs) Where did that even come from? And meanwhile, she was like killing herself, like working three different jobs, like an internship, all of these things for grad school. Like there's a reason she graduated with distinction, but at the same time in her head, she was like, oh, you know, right. Anyone could have done that, you know? So, or, you know, Sadly, her dad had passed away a couple months before and she's like, oh, they just gave it to me because my dad died. You know, it was like a thought that she had. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like we come up with some really spectacular ideas in our head that are just so untrue. Negative self-talk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So what do you, what do you think? uh, Well, you sort of already said that, I guess. Do you have, do you really just like think about your higher purpose when those thoughts come to your head? Do you think about, you know, that you are there for a reason or do you have any like small uh, coping mechanisms that you implement in the heat of the moment? So I got this idea and it may have been from you, Danielle. It came from someone. I don't remember who it was, but I got, I had this idea. um, I started it during intern year. I have this little box that I keep with like either kind notes from patients Oh, that was my idea. Um, yeah, it might have been your idea. <laughs> it was it? Yeah, I, I, I literally can't believe took you that do idea. that. I did it. I did I it, and I still have it back to this day. And it's like saved me in so many moments. Beauty of social media. So oh, shoot. Um, I have this little box that I keep with like any little like patient mementos or um, kind words that people will write to me or whatever it may be. And so there's like literally times where I'm like in this dump where I have to open up that box and like remind myself like you are doing good things. You are doing good things. You are a good person. You're doing the right things. You're working hard. There's things that people appreciate about you. Like just like seeing and reminding yourself of those things. Some things like really digs me out of this like funk of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm, I don't belong here. I love that so much. It really does work. It I does. can't believe you do that. Yeah, I, I totally honestly that. can't. I totally do that. Yep. I need to I totally took mind. that idea and I ran with it. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad you did. Do you have anything like that, Dee? Um, from people or coworkers or anything like that. I, I used to have, um, some pictures and stuff from patients, but I feel like for me, if like I was having like a down moment, um, like after, after some families had like left because in the NICU you just get so close and maybe, maybe it's overstepping boundaries. I don't know, but like some families I would give up my email to. Mm-hmm. you know, after their, after their discharge, because, you know, you just, you want to know that they're still doing okay, you know? And then some families are like, will you come to their christening? Will you come Aww. to this? You know, like they wouldn't be here without you. And, um, and I feel like there's, there's been some moments where like, I've been really down and then suddenly like, I'll get an email from them or like, I'll get a text, or, like a Facebook message. And it's just mm-hmm. a post like, thank you for getting him to this point. You know, thank you for being up all night with my daughter, you know, like, yeah, that's amazing. You need those reminders though from time to time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had one. I actually had one of my friends the other day because I was just having a a down day and, and just trying to figure things out, figure life out. And one of my friends messaged me and he was like, Danny, you're the world changer. And I'm like, you're the one that left paradise to go and like work with kids in Africa. Like, like there's not my, people like you, like you just, your, your mission is world changer. And I was like, I think you think too highly of me again, <laughs> syndrome, but thank you for that. You know? So it was just, yeah. 
kind of, I don't know. I feel maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's God. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something at work. I feel like whenever I'm down, people yeah. reach out and try and lift you up. So yeah. I just really like to turn that around and give that back. Yeah. That's awesome. The more connected you are, the better for mm-hmm. sure. In every single way, even if they're not like close people, you yeah. have more of an opportunity for that to happen whenever you're down for somebody to reach out and lift you up. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So, boy, listen to us. <laughs> We're like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, need a glass of wine I'm now. Like, it's hard to be down, but you'll come up again. <laughs> oh my God. It's true. But we're. <laughs> We're something else right now. I swear. <laughs> All in our um, feelings. <laughs> you know what we need is the nurse D energy moment. I I mean, I think Britt's got it. Like she's starting everything today. I know. <laughs> she has to lay it out though for the nurse D energy moment or say something different. Can you surprise us? Do you know what the nurse D energy moment is, Britt? Let's explain it one more time. Okay. So it's basically just a moment that you felt like a bad boss like empowered. It could be literally anything. It could be the fact that you're starting your first big job tonight. It could be that you successfully put together a new bedroom in your apartment with your, or your house with your new, your husband, your new husband is your husband (laughs) that you haven't been able to live with for a while. You can intubate a patient. (laughs) Exactly. It could be anything like that. It's literally anything. It's just something to like lighten the mood and feel good about yourself that we do every Mm. episode. Man. So toot your horn, please. Toot my horn. Well, number one, I have to say I'm definitely excited to start my big girl job tonight. It's my first shift ever mm-hmm. as an attending. That's like hashtag life goals for me. So I have Heck to start. Yes. I have to start with that. That's so cool. Second, tomorrow's payday. So I get my first <laughs> attending paycheck. Yes. Granted, it will be for like yeah. one and a half shifts, but <laughs> Heck yes. I'm excited about that. After you've been living like a, like a whatever, I know how they pay you guys. It's not good. It's not great. So, no. so I'm excited for that change. Yes. That's awesome. And it's actually funny you mentioned the bed because we actually did just put together our bed. Did you? It's a big deal. It is a big Having deal. a calm place to lay your head yes, at night. We did just everything. put together our bed. We got some really nice expensive sheets. And so we feel like adults now. So Good. Uh, yes, I think that's kind of where I'm at in life right now. I'm just trying that's to be adulting adult. at its finest. I'm trying to be yeah. adult, you guys. <laughs> Being an adult sucks, but getting great sheets on your bed, yes. that's oh, seriously boom. a win. Total win. Sometimes I just go to Target to buy a new pair of sheets. <laughs> right. I it feels so like yeah, like you're really putting things together. Yes, you're really yeah. accomplishing things when your bed is made. Boom. I even tucked oh. in my comforter underneath a little plastic. Oh, girl. Yes, oh, I got a little tuck going. I'm feeling really special. <laughs> Marie Kondo or something. I over know. There. Jeez. <laughs> I love that. Oh. I, um, I put Rose Quartz hair dye in my hair today. I don't Whoa. know if you guys watched my Instagram story. I love it. That is, I'm can super, you, I'm, I don't know if you can see it. I don't. Have not so much on. in the light right now. It's very. It's very, It's very like. I don't know. You yeah. can't. It's not that. You can hardly tell it's there. It almost looks like strawberry blonde. It's. Really but I cool. felt really good about it because I was just like, I feel dead inside, and I'm creative, so I need to not feel dead inside, <laughs> and I feel like being a rebel and it was either dye my hair pink or get another tattoo 
I know. So I went for pink hair. So I was just like in my head, I was like, is my job, what is my job going to say about this? And then I was like, screw it. I'm doing like it'll it. wash yeah. out soon and I can put it in a ponytail if I need to. And nobody will ever see it. Like whatever, it just needs to be done. Yeah. So I'm actually probably over the top in a pretty good mood today Ooh. from di- from dyeing my hair. I love that hey. picture you sent me. I was like, bam girl. I know. I love it. When the so light good. hits it, when the yeah. light hits it, you're just like, is that pink? Fresh photos with the bone light. So I'm feeling pretty good about this hair color. So that's my nurse D energy moment. Love it. Hey D. You know, I don't think my mine's not medical create medical related. Um, but I haven't I haven't done much modeling lately and I have a very creative brain and I really like to exercise that. And I got to do a shoot with one of my girlfriends and she just like sent me some inspiration. It was, and I was like, you know what? I need to do something weird and wild. Like let's get weird and wild. And (laughs) we did this like beautiful shoot and it made me feel beautiful. It made me feel sexy, made me feel empowered. And I, I like, I needed that. Was that the one with the glitter? Yeah. Oh God. You should see her pictures from this. She's like naked with glitter all over her. They're, they're gorgeous. Oh yeah, for sure. Just very like, those are absolutely beautiful pictures. Like I want to print them and put them up on my walls and I don't know if that's narcissistic or not, but I'm like, I do that too. It's just like, it's like the gorgeous, like, (laughs) because my friend's really good. And when you come to Nashville, she might be in town. Oh my God. With like Marin Morris and stuff doing like her photography. Cause she's just so really, really cool. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see. That sounds Yeah, They're beautiful. And they're like just like gorgeous pictures of like the female form. You have to be really confident and like feeling good about yourself to make those turn out. So, well, thank you. Yeah, mad props, D. <laughs> <laughs> mad props. We need to get you naked on some glitter again soon. <laughs> That's what it takes. I don't know how the Instagram police will feel about it, but oh, I'm sure they'll love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Don't understand art and creativity, but there's a lot worse on Instagram. Don't worry. <laughs> no. You're right. Oh my God. Some things that like really pop up or, or things get, get DM'd to you. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like you're going to set, you're going to, you're going to delete this like actually like artistic pretty photo and you're going to have <laughs> these massive <laughs> dits. And like, this yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> just Instagram. a wild world out there. The dark side of Instagram that oh, no one there is a dark exactly. side. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Brit, we're at almost fifty minutes. Oh my gosh! Time flew, right? I, I like. I want to have you back on to just to just to talk more. It's just life and purpose and balancing. Like I, I want to talk more about how you got through school and like doing track and everything like that like how that yeah you know did I keep you sane that was school? a whirlwind I, like I yeah I, I it was all a whirlwind to be honest with you I feel like I was yeah. the most productive human ever during college like I got yes, so really? much done in a 24-hour period like so much done and now it's like I can't do half of that in one day I'm just like exhausted now no I'm like there's like 
15 more episodes of Handmaid's Tale and I got to sit down and watch it. <laughs> exactly. It's like the difference between your 20s and 30s. Yes. No offense. Yes. I, I just can't do it anymore. No. I can't. I was so productive. I did so much stuff. I was so active and like my brain was always so sharp. And now it's like, oh. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you feel that way too. Are you, are you even 30 yet or did you I just turn 30? I 30 in January. Okay, I thought it was like super recent. Yeah. Oh. yeah. How's your foot, by the way? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, better. The same age. It's, Is it? Yeah, it's better. I'm walking. It's, I'm still walking with a limp, but I am walking. <laughs> so, including hospital or something. <laughs> oh, my God. They're the best. I just cruised your account too before we had this podcast. <laughs> they're so good. All right. I will say this for like brain power and energy. I'm bringing up Daddy Mopey again because he's just the coolest human on the planet. <laughs> He, he, I was on the phone with him the other day and he's like, Danny, like, do you like, do you eat mushrooms or anything? I was like, dad, I don't like mushrooms. Like I've never liked mushrooms. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, these are like medicinal mushrooms. I was like, dad, where did you find these mushrooms? For <laughs> but he's like, no, they're growing on one of the birch trees up North. They're called like changa mushrooms or something. I was like, are you oh, yeah. sure before you ingest any of these mushrooms? He's like, yes. I looked them up. I looked them up. And he's like, and they're just supposed to be really good for like, brain health and energy and all this stuff. So I'm drawing them for you. You can make a tea out of them. And I've oh got gosh, it all wow. ready for you. Your so, dad. Oh my God. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll just have them like scour all the birch trees and, you know, I'll send y'all dried mushrooms in the mail. Please do. That is so adorable. Please <laughs> do. So God. Yeah, that's so he sweet. is so freaking cute <laughs> yeah. well maybe we can do like a six month to a year check-in with you i would love that i would love that see how you're doing you guys yeah, are the really. absolute best for bringing me on here seriously oh my so god much fun. i love seeing your faces too i, I do too. you guys you like I really do. connected and cried and like i know <laughs> I was like, I hope this girl likes me because we're kind of bonded. I, I thought now. that too. I like, like, I'm basically crying on her friend, shoulder, and like, I met her like three minutes ago. Aww. <laughs> like, like my friends like me. Don't let me go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, that is so funny. All right. Thank you again. So so yeah, freaking much. You guys rich. are very welcome. Thank you. All right. You're Good luck tonight. Thank Anytime. you. Yeah, You're come anytime. I'm so excited for you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, All thank right. you, thank you. Love Have you, fun. Dr. Britt Odom. Yes, and you I can love you find, guys. You can find Brittany. Um, oh, yeah. What's your handle again? Tell us your handle and, like, what platforms they can, like, follow you and learn about yeah. your life on. I'm mostly just on Insta, and okay. it's at Dr. Britt Odom. D-R-B-R-I-T-T-O-D-O-M. Awesome. Go. go find her. <laughs> follow us at the WOMED on Instagram. At the woman on Twitter, leave us comments, DM, like, subscribe, share with your friends. You know, it's not just, it's not just women. I, I, I feel like it's, I feel like anyone, any, any woman would really like to listen and, and gather some, some insight and community. So they do yeah. share, share away. We All love right. you. Until next time. Woman out. Woo.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.